0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the most glorious of events—the Movie Mavericks Podcast. This outstanding program is hosted by two fine gentlemen, Jason and Trevor. Now, make it so! MovieMavericks.com.
1: Hey, now everybody, welcome to episode 388 of the Movie Mavericks Podcast. I'm Trevor Anderson. Since you over to Jason Rugard, he's got a rundown for us.
0: Hey guys, on tonight's episode, we are going to be talking about the latest Netflix release starring Gal Gadot, the new Ninja Turtles movie. The Gadot, excuse it, you? I, I'll Gadot on that, her all that day. That
1: was the big reveal, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Was it her name's actually pronounced Gadot?
0: I like Gal Gadot better, though. It sounds a little bit more regal. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, we're talking about the new Transformers movie, Transformers 7 or Transformers Rise of the Beach, how, Rise of the Beast, however you uh, may take I it. I wish it
1: was Rise of the Beach. It would have been a much farther interesting movie. Rise of the Bitches is what it should be.
0: And we're going to also talk about Shazam 2, the latest from the DC canon that did not do so well but is available on HBO Max. We saw that one. And trailers tonight for the John Wick extension series called The Continental, the new film from Rogue One director Gareth Edwards called The Creator, as well as The Equalizer Part 3, Dune Part 2, and a horror film you may not know about called Sloth House. So, uh... Is it Slaughterhouse? Is that what it is? Yeah, Slaughterhouse.
1: It's a, a play on Slaughterhouse. It's a horror film that has a sloth
0: in it. So if that's something that interests you, <laughs> hang around to the end of the episode and if we'll get you into think that. That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> when you said when you said that to me and said, check a look at this trailer, I was like, it's only a minute long. And then I, I saw the concept mm-hmm. and was like, oh, it supports one minute. So we'll talk about this <laughs> a little bit in detail. <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's do a little trivia like we always do. You have it already queued uh, up in advance of this. What is the first Yeah, We're going to do question? one out of
1: the book here. So we have a, a question. Says a uh, Bounty Hunter Robert De Niro must dodge mob bullets while transporting criminal Charles Grodin in this 1988 comedy. Really? I'm not going to read the things.
0: Yeah, we, we know what this is. This is Midnight well, just, Run. Uh...
1: <laughs> let's do <Yeah>. it again. <laughs> Let's go again. That, that, <laughs> that was a That was a bit easy. Well, here's the trivia Even question:
0: Who directed it?
1: Uh, Midnight Run. Uh, I don't know actually.
0: It's Martin Brest. 20. It's his uh, follow-up film to Beverly Hills Cop. Martin Brest, whose career was unfortunately derailed by making huh. the great film Meet Joe Black, which was just shit on when it came out.
1: Uh, yeah, that is a good movie, actually.
0: What it's very long, though. So it is long, but it is good.
1: <clears throat> all right. In for love of the game, Jane asks, "What if my face was all scraped off and I was totally disfigured and had no arms and legs, and I was completely paralyzed? Would you still love me?" What is Billy's response? <laughs> what? I don't remember this part. It was in the trailer. Uh, hey, was it?
0: This was in the trailer. I can't remember what he said but until uh, well, you say it, well, it. Was in the trailer. Okay.
1: A. Can I get back to you on that one? B. Yeah, but sex would be out of the question. C. No, but I'll love you until the day comes. D. No, but we could still be friends. It's got to be B, right?
0: I want to say it's the last one you just said.
1: No, but we could still be friends. Mm-hmm. Well, they missed. They missed on 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 it being B then. Yeah, you're right. I swear that should, was in the It Should have been. Yeah, but sex would be out of the question. Come on, that's a great. That's the, whoever wrote this question outdid the the scriptwriter. Yeah, and that was
0: a pretty good movie too. I like For Love of the Game.
1: Uh, yeah, it's a good movie. I got a that's question. A Sam Raimi movie. Okay, I, that's why I know some things. Uh, and it's got
0: John C. Riley in a great little performance in that movie too. It as does. The as the
1: catcher, yeah, he is really good. In that, yeah. yeah.
0: An unsung in that movie, uh, and a grisly uh, injury sequence when Costner hurts himself cutting wood. Yeah, that's, uh, like, that's where Sam Raimi's horror chops come out during that sequence. Where you're like, "Oh, this got a lot darker than this little light romantic comedy or sports fantasy that we were watching." I
1: mean, I guess that movie, like most Sam. Well, I mean, what makes Sam Raimi good is that he puts fingerprints on movies, and especially the the pitching scenes and stuff uh, in that movie are very Sam Raimi, but they're really good even the structure of the story i enjoyed quite a bit and how that was told yeah it's a different structure than you'd normally get i think maybe that's why it wasn't so hot but i don't know
0: i think it's under undervalued and overlooked okay so the question i have for you i got a trivia question tonight what patrick swayze film was originally supposed to star kevin Sar- kevin sorbo i can't speak on on the man's name here it, well, it just Kevin Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo of <laughs> television's Hercules um, was going to be in a, <laughs> uh, a movie, but he had to, you know, give up his role because he got, I think, was it a stroke he had? A, some sort of aneurysm? Yeah, he
1: had, he had a stroke at one point. He also blew out his back at one point, but I think this was, Predates maybe that, was that the same thing. Issue. Yeah,
0: might be, yeah. So this was uh, in, in the late 90s, if that Although gives you a sure. hint
1: uh yeah i uh i mean i obviously the only guess that i would have would be black because that's the only thing i could think of that kevin sorbo would have worked in there yeah that's right ways movie around that time
0: you're correct yeah um, and i don't know if it had, would have done any better do if it had sorbo do you think it would have performed any better than it did because it, it bombed
1: uh, I think it's uh, I think it's a good Patrick Swayze movie, actually. I, th- I, I mean, it did bomb, but I think it's a good movie, But and it works because he's in it. I that's, that's one of those things where you just couldn't see someone else in that movie, and I don't think Sorbo would have been very good in it.
0: Sorbo had a three-picture deal with Universal. He did Cold the Conqueror, and then he got injured or <laughs> had the stroke, and so he had to drop out of that project. To me, Black Dog was always a second-tier action movie of that era along the lines of Fled. Oh, 100% or chill factors you know those kind of second tier action movies but
1: that's where swayze was at that point um up until the end of his career really
0: unfortunate right because he was a huge star coming off ghost and point break mm-hmm. dirty dancing I mean, he had a great run there for for a while well,
1: i mean everything I, I saw kevin sorbo and he was he did talk about that a little bit maybe 10 years ago i saw him and uh and i know that he had mentioned this i don't remember him saying black dog but he must have but he talked about how it was it must have been kind of a blessing in disguise because he got that andromeda show not but a couple years later so and he couldn't if he hadn't have been out of that deal and making those movies i'm sure he wouldn't have been able to to get that show
0: and that show ran for years that andromeda show right
1: Uh, five seasons so ran pretty good
0: that's long enough that's for sure I mean, I, I think I've seen one episode of that show. Have you seen the whole series? I am
1: a huge fan. I own it. Yes. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> it's very Star Trek like, but not not really. It's like it's it's like a sci fi ish channel show. <laughs> Which back I, when they still made stuff.
0: It, it, to me, those are the kind of shows that would come on on a Saturday afternoon, like Beastmaster. Uh, that show, Relic it's Hunter. It's very
1: similar to that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, it's like it's a Gene Roddenberry thing, so it's, it's very Star Trek esque, but it's not at all.
0: Oh, I didn't know Roddenberry actually put his hands on that project. Or
1: yeah, it, well, I don't, I don't know how much he did.
0: But he was uh, in name only. Was he passed away already at that point?
1: That's what I was trying to think. Was he already dead?
0: Was it based on an idea he had. Um, Some sort of. Oh yeah,
1: for sure. Uh, so it's based on unused material, um, but it was developed by other people. So he must have been.
0: And he was gone, uh, dead by
1: then. When did he pass away? I want to say the
0: early 90s.
1: Um, I know, right? When was this? Yeah, 1991. So he was definitely... Uh, I don't know why we had to read that. We both just agreed. <laughs> <laughs> <1990s>. <laughs> but, uh, I, I mean, yeah, because uh, I remember the Next Generation thing. They were like, how are we going to go on like with this? And, and they did just fine. But um, But, yeah, Andromeda was good. I liked it.
0: Well, uh, I did all right on the trivia tonight. Not, not a bad night of trivia there, although I think the first one was a bit of a gimme on the the Gene Roddenberry one. I did hear an interesting bit of trivia, although it's television trivia, and I don't know if you know this because I was blown away by this trivia, that this that could be true at all. You ready for this? All right. Which one of the Golden Girls
1: served in the Marine Corps? Uh, well, um uh uh what the hell's her name uh dorothy right yeah b arthur uh thank you b arthur god i couldn't remember her name yeah i just uh i mean that pops up every once in a while and i think i just saw it on social a meme or something on social media that's a pretty that's a really fairly common um trivia question
0: oh is it really i i or a piece of trivia i guess i should say I happened to stumble upon it when I was doing some reading and uh, it, it was television on the shitter. Yeah. yeah, Basically <laughs> it was good shitter
1: knowledge.
0: Uh, but yeah, I mean, I thought you guessed her because she was the most masculine of all the, the ladies. No, there.
1: I, I, I mean, I literally also just, I, I knew that from before cause I've seen it before, but there's, it's not really like a meme, but you know how they pay post those trivia things is like with the picture and then they will have the text over there yeah. just be like trivia that goes around every once in a while I see it. And I just saw it, like, oh, wow, God, I don't know, like a week ago or so. So maybe we saw the same thing. <laughs> well, here's something that's equally mind-blowing. When that show started,
0: the youngest member was Rue McLahan who played uh, right. the, the, uh, the slutty character. What was her name? Was it Rose? Uh, I can't, uh, no. I, I can't think of her name. Blanche. Um, Blanche, thank you. Blanche, yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, and... Do you know I feel how like I watch the show a lot? So
0: it just makes to, it difficult just to show you how times have changed and how people, I guess, age better now. Do you know how old she was when that show started?
1: Oh, all of them were relatively young, right? I mean, the mom, uh, uh, what's her name, um, was was younger than
0: uh, was younger than Dorothy. Uh, B. Arthur, right? But Rue McClanahan was the youngest on the the show.
1: Um, I don't know. Weren't they? She was like in her fifties, I think. Fifty-one. Yeah.
0: To put that into perspective, Jennifer Lopez is fifty-one.
1: Oh, don't even get me started I on mean, that. Yeah, I, no, there's some, there's some fuckery going on with the women out there because I don't know how the hell Kate Beckinsale looks like that. I want, I like some, you know, people have been saying that they're eating sh- like babies, and I believe it at this point because how do they all look so good? Well, let
0: them continue. As far as I'm concerned,
1: <laughs> sacrifice the children. Nobody's ever. missing the kids. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know, man. People are just, uh, um, I, I guess they just know or are more capable of being healthier now, you know. Or or it's it's probably just more in fashion, really.
0: And the TVs are HD now, so you know that they are way more concerned hmm. with uh, upkeep. And, you know and all what?
1: That. Yeah, <laughs> you might be right.
0: Yeah, they, they can't hide with shadows and lightings like they could in the seventies and eighties.
1: Well, yeah, I, I mean, you know. Basically Golden Girls was shot on video. I don't think it was shot on film. So um so yeah, they could totally fake the age on that pretty easily, but you know, they they also looked like older women um and like we we're talking about older women now don't look like older women. They look like they're 20 years younger.
0: Yeah, it's un- it's unbelievable. Uh particularly like when you say some of those names that you said, uh, Sandra Bullock you can include in there, Julia I Roberts. Can keep going. I mean, yeah, yeah it's, it's
1: insane. It's very interesting, but it must just be the health is catching up to us. You know, they say, like, we're going to see people live to, like, 150 within our lifetime and stuff. And, and it's probably true, I guess, because, you know, l- look around at the rich people. They're they're looking pretty good. We're turning into the movie Elysium. I swear. That's what's <laughs> happening here. <laughs>
0: Alright, let's talk about the movies that we've seen this week. we got a few to go over, a couple of new ones there, and a fairly older one. Let's start off by talking about Transformers Rise of the Beast. This is Transformers 7, if you're counting, or Transformers 2, if you're going off the soft reboot, because this is technically a sequel to 2018's Bumblebee. Um, Briefly, I thought that the last one, Bumblebee, was a little bit more entertaining, I didn't find much to like in this new Transformers. I thought it was very stiff. I thought it was very uh, unfocused on what was happening here. I thought that the pandering to my generation and your generation with these needless needle drops that added nothing to the movie other than to tell me that we're supposed to be liking it because it's got familiar music that I grew up with. This movie made me yearn for the days of Michael Bay behind the camera. I'm not sure why we've (laughs) lambasted him because I don't think this is too far from what he was accomplishing, although arguably it's less artfully done. And really the biggest surprise to me, uh, spoiler alert here, is that the the G.I. Joe franchise is being intertwined here. Uh, but I ultimately can't recommend this movie. I thought that it parts, it looked professionally done with the CGI and, and what it was showing me, but I'm so far removed about giving a shit about these Transformers now and, and the Gorillas and the... Optimus Alpha or whatever the fuck is going on here? We're just we're in the weeds with this stuff now, and uh, I give up. I I just give up on this. (laughs) I I do. I give up on the franchise. I really do. I did outside Um, of that one chase sequence with the bridge. I didn't think much was
1: to recommend here. I I don't know how to tell you that, but this is just nothing. You're not giving up on anything because this is quite literally nothing. This is for children. It plays like it's for children. It's written like it's for children. And it's just a straight Transformers movie, but with no heart, with no anything. And then people loved it. Of course they did. Because, you know, you just turn your mind off and play a Transformers movie and there's robots fighting. And it delivers all that. And absolutely not an iota more. And it's just noise. It's it's useless. It's, it's not good. Like, Bumblebee was actually pretty good um, for what it was. Um, and it wasn't a very different movie than this. So I I don't know why they've gone off the rails here. And the G.I. Joe stuff is just um, my God. It's a joke. I mean, look what I, Mattel thinks. They're about to have a fucking, uh, you know, windfall <laughs> with their, with their IP because of the Barbie did so well. Remember when fucking has to Hasbro? Yeah, Hasbro. Yeah. they're it. still over here struggling with Transformers movies and fucking G.I. Joe. Get out of here.
0: I mean, Hasbro ate shit with battleship back in 2012 and a, a number of other things that didn't ever take off. And, They've this this Transformers thing is we you know they just kicked the shit out of Michael Bay for so long on his films and I got to agree the last one he did the last night is very jumbled and it's all over the place but bro the
1: first three Transformers movies are fucking awesome
0: fantastic and those are the kind Period. of experiences you're talking about where you turn your mind off but you're still there's something to grab onto uh, those
1: have a plot those have a script those have people who are acting who are emoting who are doing all this. that's why I would say Bumblebee had that as well yeah uh, you know the Mark the Mark Wahlberg one. Less, um, I, I I really don't think he was very good in it, in that movie, and that was just an overall kind of a crap movie. But I don't know, man. Like who you cast, and and the story to the stories are all basically the fucking same, right? Person finds transformers, you know, fun ensues. That that's fucking it. So I don't know how you fuck this up, but it's just like, this is one of the most uninteresting Transformers movies, right? This has to be the worst one by far, which is why I think it's one of the
0: shortest as well. If not the shortest, because there's just nothing, there's no meat on the boat. It felt long as
1: shit, man. I mean, it's over two hours. It felt long, especially by the time they got to that last battle sequence. It's just like, who gives a fuck? Uh, I, yeah. It's taking forever. I, like I said,
0: I thought the high point of this was the chase sequence on the bridge. And outside of that, didn't find, much to just latch on to. There's no interesting character here, like you said. There's
1: no real acting. There's almost nothing to cont- to critique. You and know, it's just it's it's literally nothing. I don't even know what you would if you went through this, you know, video piece by piece and critiqued it, or not the video but the movie. And um, you just wind up just saying what happens in the movie. I don't even. There's like nothing to critique. Like what what happens in this movie? What's the uh, what are the setups and payoffs? What where what are the where stakes? Are the moments yeah well there you go i mean that's why i'm saying the fucking uh ending is boring as shit by the time you get to it um yeah it's confusing it, it incorporates everything that the other movies have but like i said with no heart like I, I have no feeling towards anyone in this movie it reminds me of the
0: old motto when they were developing sequels back in the day which was similar but different and that's exactly no, that's what this the is motto in general
1: <laughs> that's, that's 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 the motto of movies in general so that's what people want yeah, but this isn't similar but different, though. This is just more of the same. I, but I mean, literally, this is like cookie less, cutter. This is
0: less well, artistry. That's, well, that's the
1: yes, that's the difference, right? We're, we're talking about cookie cutter things. Well, people try to say cookie cutter back in the fucking 90s and the 2000s. Uh, those people are, are must be rolling over in their graves. I don't know, those people are probably all dead, but um <laughs> those were all the old people, right? They <laughs> like, don't make movies like they used to, but. You talk about cookie cutter stuff like um, I, I just don't even give a shit when this is released. That's what this is, you know, and that's the problem right now in general with the movies they're making, why no one's going to watch them.
0: Well, also, do you have anybody in this movie that you're relating to on any level? No, there, there's no, no identifiable <laughs> human character in here that I even gave a shit about. Where well, at least in the last one, yeah. they had the Shia LaBeouf character, the Megan Fox character. There was investment in that relationship in those people, and then even the Mark Wahlberg one mm-hmm. to a lesser extent. But these, now that you've taken Haley Steinfeld out of it from the last movie, there now that I'm situated with yeah, the. She's new,
1: too big to be in this shit for sure. But
0: uh, this guy can act. I've seen him in that other in the Heights movie. I know he can act and he's talented, but here he's rendered just charisma-free. Oh, it's not
1: the actor's fault, yeah. No, it's... Whoever wrote this, whoever put this together, because this isn't, i just say, minus the artistry, um, yeah, that's exactly what it is, right? This is a corporate cash grab.
0: Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate and I'm surprised or, this did as well as it did.
1: Or the other thing is that this is just for little kids. Take your kids to it. They'll love this. No one's going to care. And if you just really want to turn your brain off and not really think about anything but just see cool special effects and things well then I guess this movie's for you but beyond that I don't know what rewatchability this has, if any?
0: I don't think it has unless to. you're
1: unless you're five. I
0: would say save your time and rewatch the first one, which is a gem. It's it's a good good movie. People first, forget first, second,
1: and third. The third, I think, is the best of the bunch. I,
0: I do too, but I think the first one you have to see to even get to that third one. I think you you got to see the second too. You got
1: to see the, the you got all three of them to build to the third to get to that really good and stuff. Yeah,
0: the second is definitely the weakest of that original trilogy, but it's still uh, above what we've been given here, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's move on and talk about another film, as a sequel here, a corporate cash grab, in my opinion, and that's Shazam 2, the sequel to the well-received, <laughs> well received, well grossing original. And I really like it. I get, I get the original three and a half out of four stars. I really got behind it. I, I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did, and I fell for it. I was charmed by it. So, differences. What is going on in this sequel?
1: I don't. Yeah, what's the difference? What is this one missing?
0: It's something. I, I can't I don't know is it? It has all the same characters. Oh, you I know exactly what it is. Are they just too old now?
1: In that the the charm There's too is many gone? fucking characters. Who's yeah. the star of this movie? Because uh, it ain't Shazam. It's Who The fuck is it? I don't know. Yeah, no shit. So fucking where's Vin Diesel? You know, at least Vin Diesel knows he's the fucking star of Fast and Furious, and you fucking know it too. He'll talk about family all day long, but he's the goddamn star. True. Um, I don't. This movie just feels like half the time we meet up with Shazam he's just doing something else and everybody else can be doing something different and this and that. It's just kind of like jumbled. So it's not cohesive in any way. There's too many fucking main characters.
0: It's also felt like it was setting up spinoffs in future worlds that are never going to come now. Yep. And so it felt like we were setting the table for something that we're never going to see that we know we're never going to see. So now why am I investing in any of these people in any of these circumstances that they find themselves in when we already know what the pre-ordained outcome is going to be?
1: The movie's called Shazam. You can have the other characters in there as, uh, you know, extra characters, but it's called Shazam. It should be about Shazam. You know, it shouldn't be about, uh, these three other female characters, Whatever of the, the daughters of this thing, they show up and then they have a whole fucking story. And then the, the girl falls in like, like it's, it's, this is a movie where it's time for everyone else to shine too. No, there's no fucking time for that. <laughs> I don't care. The movie's 10, two hours long. Um we don't have time for everyone to shine. No. If you want to if you want to do fast and furious everyone gets a fucking one liner. Okay.
0: Which is what That's this movie doesn't have the deafness to pull off at all, because it does; it's not built for that. This is a movie that typically is going to be a very straightforward action fantasy superhero film. And you have a hero who's constantly battling with his own confidence, who's constantly in a state of crisis of faith, and I, I just I find him mm-hmm. to be annoying in this movie. Whereas in the first one, I found his open wide enthusiasm, like I said, charming. this time, I felt. He's
1: kind of annoying as as a character. With the the self defeatist and the the, the wallowing, um, and you'll see when you watch Guardians. Uh, and if you haven't noticed it this year or last year, that is the thing right now that is going around and it's infecting all the movies. And I've always hated it when they do that. Yeah. You know, there's a reason Ghostbuster two wasn't well received. Um, and if anyone can go back and figure that out, oh yeah, I know why. It's because no one wants to start the movie out with people being shit on. Yeah, you know, it's uh,
0: true. It, I mean, look at Rocky fives the same way. You don't want to see Rocky broken back in where he started. You want to see that he's made progress. Um, you know, we, if your heroes fall, you want to see them get back up, but you don't want to see them in shit places. Right?
1: Indiana Jones, right? We uh, go on and off the list of all these movies that have done this. And so, yeah, this one wasn't quite as bad, but he was aimless. You know, they didn't give him enough of, of anything to do, I felt. So it might as well have been the same thing.
0: Doesn't it also feel small and cheap? as well in a weird way that this movie felt very yeah. like they cut the budget somewhere some they, like they just it felt like they well, lost isn't faith enough going on in this movie at some point during the process is, is kind of how the end product felt well, to no me no
1: shit probably with test audiences I the thing's a fucking mess yeah
0: it is all over the place and i don't know why Zachary levy was on or uh, rogan bitching and, about he didn't understand why this didn't take off and x y and z and it, it's like come on man did you see the fucking product
1: <laughs> We have the new thing from him is that uh, you shouldn't, uh, you know, vote with your wallet. Don't go. Don't pay for these movies uh, because uh, they're making shit right now. <laughs> it's like, well, that's what that's what happened to uh, your movie, my friend. <laughs> yeah,
0: sir. Did you look in the mirror as well as the screen? Because- um, which
1: is fine. That's exactly the advice I would give everyone too, and the advice that I'm taking. I don't watch anything anymore, and it's it's unfair because I do miss good things or people tell me things are good, and I think, ah, eh, fuck it, you know, I'm not going to watch it. Eat shit. Seriously, I, there's plenty of other things that I know I'm going to enjoy or that I can take a better Shot on uh, than You know, like Star Wars things, for example I don't care how good Andor is, I'm not watching it
0: I don't go into these things to shit on it Trust me, I know we're sounding negative tonight But when no I when kidding. I watched I this I, 20 minutes yeah. into it, I thought Man, this is going to be a long Another hour and a half here Because this is just It's it's a flailing duck on screen here And it's not the worst DC movie ever made But it's definitely one of the most confused well, it's no Black Uh no <laughs> Adam Yeah, it's definitely true uh, but it, it's definitely a confused movie from the perspective of what they want to accomplish here. I'm not sure what the end goal was, if it was to set up a spinoff that like we're never going to get, like I said, but it, it just, to me was yeah. a movie that was very unfocused in what it was trying to do.
1: It is unfortunate because I do, uh, the, the idea of the, of the kid that turns into the big superhero is very it's appealing. It's a very nineties feel. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's retro without really having to harken back to anything. It just—it just feels like when they used to make bigger movies for little kids, you know, in some way. And they used to make those. Um, Do you know? You know what? This per- so I miss that. This perfectly re-
0: is, encapsulates this to me. as now I think about it, is I loved the first Shazam. I really was was charmed by it. Like I said, but mm-hmm. my fear when I saw the first Shazam was that it was going to be the movie that the second Shazam is. That yeah. you know, that's that. So I, as surprised I was how much I enjoyed the first one. I when I was watching it, I thought, okay, this is what I expected. Well, and it's a hell of a downfall from one to two, as far as I'm concerned. It's a quick one.
1: I, I mean, you're right, but they didn't. The premise for two wasn't set up until the end of Shazam, right? And so they it, it all. It's almost like as if they painted themselves into a corner because they had all these. people and now to they deal have. With. They, and now they have all. Yeah, all these fucking superheroes. Right, and it's just—it's unrealistic. They should never have done that. Or if they did do that, it should have been temporary. Also, these kids are aging rapidly. It's not yeah, I that know. cute I anymore. That it's the Stranger I Things like, scenario. Yeah. The, the next, uh, you know, with the Stranger Things, they got—they've gotten away with it surprisingly enough. With this movie, it feels like if the, if they do make a next movie, they're all going to be in college. There's no fucking way.
0: Absolutely, yeah. These kids are in their mid twenties by now but you know the whole superhero moping thing uh, that bugged me when I first saw it you you know you can go back as as far as Superman 2 when he wants to get rid of his powers to be with Lois but even in Spider-Man you know when he wants to not be Spider-Man anymore and that's what kind of ruined those late Spider-Man Sam Raimi movies for me was his constant self-wallowing and I did this and you know enjoy it you're a yeah, fucking I superhero felt like that
1: was even in the first one I I mean I, I I give a little with some of it like the Spider-Man movies I think were still good even regardless of that you're not wrong but that was kind of part of the first one he always had that the guilt over his uncle a soberness yeah the kind of you know hanging over his head in that way so I can forgive some things for doing this but there are other things like I said Ghostbusters 2 which I think is the best example of this Um, mainly because it's the reason everyone hates that movie it's not surprising it's not hard to figure out but they do it all the time we don't it's so weird to have uplifting movies and then oh we need a downer for some reason you need to shit on this guy right at the beginning and then he can he can get back up through it you are like well why like why why is this person who's been so amazing in several movies all of a sudden is just a piece of shit <laughs> like what why That was a big. Mainly it's because of a breakup at this point, Uh, because they do that a lot with these movies. I mean,
0: to exemplify that, a big trope and one that had that exact breakup motif look at the beginning of Die Hard 3, Die Hard with a Vengeance. I mean, we pick up Mm -hmm. with Bruce Willis when he's hungover, he's single, you know, he hasn't talked to his kids or his wife, you know, that whole thing. And he's already. He's at the lowest point. You're Mm -hmm. thinking, like, what happened? We just saw him walk off at the end of Die Hard Two with the wife, and he's the hero again, and everything. And now, I was gonna
1: say that's a good one. Yeah, so that's a good example. Thank you. I don't know why they want to reset it like that so many times. It's just, it's, it's bad. There's zero reason for doing that. Like that, that just means you don't think you can one up yourself. So you gotta. Take yourself back several steps in the beginning of the movie so you can get back to where you were at at the beginning, at the end of the last movie? No, come on, God.
0: It's lazy writing is what it is. Uh, It's it's just being unimaginative on how to start your screenplay of the new adventure. But I will say I do respect that back in the day we used to get sequels that were standalone entries. I miss those days when it wasn't so episodic.
1: Yeah, that's when things were, were better.
0: When something was episodic or, you know, if, if a sequel even made reference to a previous sequel, it was typically a throwaway line well, or a piece of uh, prop in a scene, you know, where, oh, that's yeah, the thing from the previous one or...
1: Episodic, it, they, like well, it depends on what you mean by episodic. I guess most episodic things tend to be pretty standalone, especially when it comes to movies. It's only as of recently that they tied everything together because they're taking now, they're taking one movie now, one idea, and they're trying to stretch it across either an entire show, right, or several movies. And it's not, that was never meant to be like that. You know, you have a new idea, it furthers the movie along, you make that one episode thing, and you do that. And so you can do that in episodes, you can have a long arc if you want to, but you, you fucking have a whole episode of to itself. I mean,
0: it reminds me, I mean, I've told this story on the podcast before, for so excuse me if you've heard it before, and I'm going to mention our film school days, so if you're drinking along with, you know, the podcast, I'm mentioning film school, so drink up, because we do this, we talk about our film school stuff a lot, but... <laughs> Do you recall when we were in school and we were pitching ideas to a class, a teacher in a class, and the kid said, I remember this kid couldn't even explain his idea. then he said, well, it's a trilogy. And the teacher said, whoa, 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 whoa. You don't have enough idea for a movie. How do you have it for three movies? And that's what I think about sometimes is that. that,
1: The Lord of the fucking Rings. Yeah, that was the Lord of the Rings
0: days when everybody thought they had a trilogy. Everyone
1: was making a trilogy. Everyone. Uh,
0: But at the same time, the the principle applies still where these people don't really have an idea that is fruitful enough to be expanded to these lengths uh, in most cases, as far as I'm concerned. So you get a lot of filler. That's what I'm saying, yeah a lot of mm-hmm. filler, a lot of extra action sequences. <laughs> That's a big problem. All that shit.
1: Well, back in the day, you used to have real episodic things like he, back when they were making, you know, 22 episode seasons, 24 episode seasons, 26 sometimes. Hey, um, you'd get what, what you would assume would be filler episodes, but they were sometimes really fucking good. Um, mainly because they just, they didn't move forward the, the long arc, but they were in of themselves a good idea for that episode you know they were they were a complete thought they weren't like uh you know beginning a middle and end and beginning in one fucking movie a middle in another fucking movie and an end in another movie that's one fucking movie like what's wrong with you people do you know what i saw recently
0: because we were watching some old episodes of friends some other uh old dramas some magnum pi episodes One is that on the filler, the drama, the nighttime hour dramas, when they'd have a filler episode, it usually would center on a side character. They would get a turn to be the lead for that episode. Sometimes, yeah. Uh, If it was a sitcom, it typically was a clip show episode. Where they would have that vague storyline, but they would use it as a reason to to flash back to the previous. Sometimes. I mean, those
1: are terrible. Those but, were yeah.
0: huge in sitcoms back in the day. You'd have two, at least two of those per season in the later seasons but of shows. That's because you
1: couldn't, you didn't own it, and you could only see it. Yeah, when it was on TV, so right. clip shows worked. They, I mean, they had they served a purpose.
0: Absolutely, and it was you, nobody watched every episode of a show. It just was unheard of, unless you it was your favorite show ever.
1: No, well I mean you couldn't until it went into syndication um you just you couldn't yeah unless
0: you had the DV, the VCR uh preset and I, I never could figure uh, out how to get mine even
1: that was ho- <laughs> hard it was hard to remember to do that oh, I I did that we, I mean, we did that a couple times but it's just that's too difficult and then plus if someone else is watching TV then yeah, you know, I mean, I feel like we're about to do the city slickers bit, but it's like a, you know, it's a bit much.
0: Yeah, and on top of it, things would switch around the schedule quite a bit. If you didn't know back in the day, uh, things were not always on Thursday at nine. It would be Sometimes, then you know a different yeah. day, different time.
1: That's why you planned your week by the TV gun.
0: Fucking right. <laughs> All right, let's move on and talk about Heart of Stone. This is one that you caught up with on Netflix. I didn't get a chance to see this yet. Is it worth my time? I never mind watching uh, a gal gadot movie.
1: Gadot? <laughs> uh, her
0: last one with <laughs> Ryan Reynolds and The Rock was so disposable, I forgot I watched it so after fantastic. I watched it.
1: Red Light? Are you ready for the second, for the sequel? Oh, Red Notice?
0: I mean, put a... Yeah, it should yeah be, Red Notice? Red Notice. I called it Red light. Hey, that's just it should be the subtitle. Red Notice 2, Red Light. No more, please.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Yet. Um... I feel like I'm supposed to give this a good review because everyone really seems to like this movie, but I don't know what the hell they like about it. it's not good um they almost sell her as a Laura croft ish James Bond like she's very good at everything that she does, but through half the movie she's pretending to not be good like she's undercover in this m i six group and she's like you know not the field agent she's like the Tom Arnold person in the van so she's not supposed to be good at all this stuff but since so she's running around and then they have this the heart thing or whatever which is like this fucking AI thing and then it tells her what to do with the help of the people that work there and then she can do a bunch of James Bond shit really coolly and the uh, the people she's with don't notice because they're trying to get this fucking guy I mean, does this already sound good? No, I'm bored already. Um, <laughs> and so, and then, like, this is the first act is like her doing that, and then, and the end at the first act, they they find it because they they get attacked, um, and then she has to do her fucking kung fu shit in front of this them. This is like, only oh my the God, first. What do you think? And then she's able to get bro. This movie is fucking long as shit, man. And then uh, actually this movie's 2 hours long but it feels super long. Yeah, that's the, basically the first act because really the inciting incident in this is that she gets found out by them. And uh, this uh, I mean the rest of it's just uh, the first opening scene is just nonsense, but it's like a ski uh, it's it's very James Bond. It, it, let's just say that it,
0: the, the whole AI thing. I mean, um, Mission Impossible used that. I talked about it in our last podcast. Yeah, it's a MacGuffin. Is what yeah. it is.
1: It's just it's it's nothing at this point. I mean, don't think anything of it. That's just, it's just something that that's controlling her. That someone else is after, and so in the end, they're trying to get the heart thing that she's that they're using for her group. I don't remember what group she's with, but it's like uh, I mean, her name is Stone. So I think that's where the heart of stone thing comes from, but so I can only imagine this is being set up for you know sequels. Um, but yeah, it's it's just a lot of fucking nonsense, man. It's like a really bad Mission Impossible or James Bond movie. It's What it remind me of? Like there's a whole lot of exposition, and this person's getting this, and this person is trying to get that. And you're just like, but none of it fucking matters because uh, you just made it all up. <laughs> you know, it sounds like it's a total MacGuffin bullshit, your typical like Netflix type movie. It's yeah, it is really. It could have had. It's Ryan, a waste of my t- fucking time. It's a waste of everybody's time. It could have had Ryan Reynolds. I don't in like it. it, but I'll say this about it. um and this is something that I think really goes against a lot of these Netflix movies. This is a big movie. This is a big budget movie. The, the movie's scope, right? So, I why in the fuck would you make a streaming movie with black bars at the top and the bottom? I don't fucking know. It doesn't make the fucking frame wider. Um, so, the movie's, like, may, and the special effects and the way it's shot and everything. It's a big budget action movie. So, I agree with people. I'm a little confused why did we make this movie meant to be seen in a theater that will never, ever be seen in a theater? Well, that's the Netflix motto, and why right? why do we think that was a good thing for Netflix? Yeah, why did you think that would be a good thing for Netflix, too? Like, I could understand going to a theater and watching this and being like, oh, wow, that was pretty cool. Like, at least the action things were cool and stuff. But at home or whatever, it's just fucking noise and nonsense and nothing. Like, I don't know. Ugh. ugh you know, I don't know. When I watch things at home... I expect a little bit more from it, you know, unless I know ahead of time that it was some big action movie and I'm just going to watch a big action movie like a John Wick or something. I'm okay with that. But if you just it just feels like ah, weird, like it's not the right place for this movie to have landed, I guess, or at least first off.
0: Well, I, I definitely want to check it out because I'm a fan of, of action films, and I do like her as a, as an action hero. I think that she's a good successor to the Angelina Jolie. I, I'm
1: interested. I don't think you'll like her in this because she's, she's useless. And actually, here's the other thing. None of these characters really get – well, there is one cool thing. I'm not going to ruin the movie. The movie has some balls. I'll say that much, but it uh, – overall th- there's no character development you, you know she's not giving any th- really anything to do like and she's a very emotional actress like she can do if you've ever seen Wonder Woman she can just like you know give you a look do this or that and you're like oh fucking alright I'm there like and she emotes well and in this but in this they she's got nothing to do that was my problem with Red Notice. I thought
0: that she was just window dressing in that movie. So I was hoping that she would be mm-hmm. a little harder edged here. Something along the lines of what a Kate Beckinsale would be doing uh, 20 years ago or, or you know Angelina Jolie. Yeah,
1: I would rather have seen her built up as an Angelina Jolie. But because of the current climate where we cannot or we are for whatever reason allowed to have action stars or movie stars in general, even though we still have them, um, we get shit like this.
0: Yeah, fodder for your Netflix account to scroll through and maybe be remembered. Just like that Jennifer Lopez one, to speak of her again, that mother movie that was popular for a few weeks and now is, <laughs> yeah. is forgotten. Unbelievable. That one's far worse than this. So. Well, I mean, let's talk about Michael Bay once again. Remember the Six Underground with Ryan Reynolds? I mean, when was the last time you revisited
1: that? And that one wasn't very good. I, I, I will never. It's not very good, you know. But more importantly, that one as well. But um, now that I think back about it, like, that would have played way better in a theater.
0: I think so too. I probably would have tolerated it more. Strangely enough.
1: Yeah, it's un. I actually probably would have tolerated it more, even if I hadn't seen it in theater, knowing it went to a theater. <laughs> like that's. Yeah, but, but but the mindset when you watch a fucking movie makes a big difference, right? Like I yeah. watched plenty of movies that weren't in a theater on a fucking full frame VHS. So for anyone trying to you know trying to compare things like oh like a movies made for the theater and I've seen like some pretty dog shit stuff in my life that was meant to be seen on a big screen, you know? Um, and it plays just fine, but you, at least you have expectations, at least you know what you're, what you're getting. And so you can adjust for that. Um, and for some of these movies, I don't know. I just, I guess I don't get it. Like, do, are we just over theaters at this point? Are we done? Are we out? Are they gone? Well, they're not
0: gone. Cause I was at the today and they were full because they was the $5 Tuesday. But, um, I, I think that Netflix and these other companies should really consider releasing a lot of these, at least uh, limitedly, because if we're, if we're having no movies come out because of this strike, and they're talking about pushing everything back, there's zero yeah, reason I'm not confused. to push these
1: things out into to this, the, well, the aisles of the theater. It's digital. I don't think the movie would have done well. You know, I'm, I'm not an insane person. Like I don't think it would have done very well, but it's fucking digital, and there's nothing else playing that's why i mean you couldn't put this in like 800 theaters or you know something like that I, come on
0: at this point if the strike does hamper these releases and everything jumps off the calendar like they're predicting you might see barbie and oppenheimer ruling the charts until thanksgiving i mean honestly that, that you really oh, barbie for might sure see I mean,
1: god god all
0: right let's move on killed, and right? talk about ninja turtles mutant mayhem I saw this this uh, this afternoon (laughs) went to a 545 showing uh, with somebody who was younger than I was and it was an absolute shit show $5 Tuesday like I mentioned should have known there was me. Ma- I thought it was four year olds. It was probably four to seven year olds in there. It was a birthday party. There was probably 20 of them. Let's be
1: honest. They were f- they were 15 to 16 year olds. And
0: <laughs> I got to tell you, my favorite part of the movie wasn't even the movie. It was watching this kid who never sat down running up and down the stairs the entire time uh, finally eat shit. And I got to say, I think I may have willed it into existence because I was just looking at him going, God, I hope that kid eats shit. And then the kid ate shit, popped right back up, made eye contact, and then he ran off crying. So um, to me, that was the most satisfying point of the movie going experience. The movie itself, uh, I didn't really know what I was getting. I rewatched the live action original 2014 one that Michael Bay produced. Once again, that name with Megan Fox. And I hadn't seen it since the theaters. Really enjoyed that, watching that last week. So I thought I'd give this one a try. And I don't know, you know, as much as I was talking about the pandering needle drops, this is wall-to-wall with music that is absolutely meant for our generation or, quote-unquote, the parents in the audience. You know, the ninja rap with Vanilla Ice pops up. All sorts of pop culture references. Jackie Chan as the voice of Splinter. Uh, it's, It's all over the place with wanting to be liked and they're I guess the most appealing aspect of the movie is that these are truly teenagers. They are into the slang, the you know the videotaping, and the plot comes down to them wanting ultimately to save prom. So I thought that was kinda cute, that it was almost an eighties uh comedy that about four teenagers and their goal is to save prom. Now, the bad stuff. It's made for a very young audience, so I'm clearly not the intended audience group for it. Also, it's got some characters that are highly deviated from what you would expect. I did like Ice Cube, though, as the voice of Superfly, the bad guy. I thought Rocksteady and Bebop were kind of a cock tease. They were thrown in at the end, and then you never really saw them again. And I was hoping Brain would make an appearance, but overall... It's a cute movie. I don't think that it's a necessary or vital entry into the Ninja Turtles canon. But for what is out and what I've seen kids' movies today... Um, it's no Spider-Man, from what I'm being told, by the person I saw the movie with. But it was trying, I guess, awful hard to be. And I don't know. The animation style wasn't terrible. I thought it had a, a nice little sense of humor. And I was entertained for the 90 minutes that it was on. So I give it a modern, modest recommendation, which is strange to say that I'm recommending the animated Turtles movie over everything else we've seen on today's show.
1: Uh, I don't know, though. Would
0: you, I mean, would you have any interest in seeing this?
1: No, I'm not watching it. But that's in line with what everyone's saying. I've heard the animation's pretty shit-looking, too.
0: I don't know. I don't
1: know what to compare Um, it to. It looks like
0: Claymation, like Chicken Run from years ago. Remember that
1: movie? That's what I mean. Yeah. That's not... (laughs) It was supposed to look like scribbles I guess yeah a lot What's of the, the time like well there's even sequences yeah, so, that are like hand
0: drawn There's almost like how Oliver Stone used different film stocks in his movies and different uh, mm-hmm. camera lenses they do that when they're narrating something and they're showing the past it does answer and bring up a yeah. lot of uh, ironic questions that you never really thought of before like why do they know martial arts you know and this and that.
1: Yeah, I don't want to do that. That's not... See, that doesn't seem good to me. That's like the irreverent, like, bullshit. Yeah. Like,
0: I, that's the postmodern like, take. No,
1: that's not... You're not a fucking fan of Ninja Turtles if you're making a movie and you're like, oh, why do they do this? Ooh. The fuck do you mean? I could do that with every single fucking movie. Like, um, that doesn't make you a fan. That doesn't make you... I don't know. Like, there's something... Like, Deadpool is fine, but I don't need that for every movie, you know? <clears throat> and, and certainly they get away with it, but... I just feel like I, I, I'm not interested in that. Like I don't want to look at the past through today's lens, you know? I just I don't care about that's that. That's
0: a good way to say it because that's more. what this movie is. Uh, and
1: well, oddly enough, I'm wearing a Krang shirt right now. Oh
0: shit. Well, I'm fucking, I'm happy. So
1: that's, that's interesting, but he's not in the movie. He's not, he's
0: not. But, um, the villain is at least entertaining in it. I found it to be a a very fleet 90 minutes for what it was. And especially with the commotion in the theater and the guy in front of me who was losing his shit with the people, uh, I was just entertained with the whole experience. (laughs) I should say, especially for five bucks a pop. I can't complain. Uh, It was, it was, what do I expect? A kid's movie on a Tuesday afternoon. Well,
1: some of the best Roger Ebert reviews were the ones where he talked about how he was so fucking annoyed in the theater by everyone else (laughs) around him.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that was uh, trying to find my cell phone that I dropped was uh, more entertaining (laughs) than certain parts. But regardless, let's move on and talk about the trailers on today's show. We're going to start off with talking about a TV trailer, which we normally don't do. We try to stay only films, but we're going to talk about the Continental, which is a continuation of the John Wick franchise, a three part TV series or television event, miniseries they used to call these. Well, stream. I'm going to be on Peacock. (laughs) I don't
1: know what you mean by TV. I think it means streaming. streaming,
0: but you know, it's not meant for theatrical <laughs> distribution. And this is a prequel series right. that is telling the story of Winston, who's uh what's the actor that plays that that role? I can't think of his name. Oh,
1: uh Shane uh um yeah, this is his his name? Shane uh, Yeah. Yeah. Good um,
0: guy. Good guy. Good actor.
1: Um I can't remember his last name. I can't name. think
0: of it either, but you know, this is why we do a movie podcast, because we're Johnny on the spot with this kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry about it. That guy's, his story, he's uh, not in the, the fucking no, thing anymore. I have to know now. They, they removed that guy from the fucking movie, the story anyway, because it's him as a younger man.
1: Well, he's old, yeah. So, so
0: I was going with this trailer. Um, Ian McShane. Ian McShane. Thank you very much. Ian McShane. He's been replaced. At, Mel Gibson is in the Ian McShane role, but you know no. almost I know but technically not but he's like the older no, he's elder, not, though. Um, at the Continental it looks well, he's
1: like, like in tra- well, he, right, right? I was with this tra- was a three minute right.
0: trailer I was actually really you said you know you got to watch this trailer they're fucking it up not to give a spoiler alert on your review but I, I watched it and I thought oh he's crazy that I like the first minute and a half of this trailer the second they show him driving on the bridge with his brother in the car and they introduce mm-hmm. all these other characters I thought where the fuck are we going with this thing and i quickly started losing faith in the project i'm gonna watch it because i'm curious but i thought initially what they uh-huh. were doing in that line with the with the girl and i haven't finished my drink i liked that shit that was very kingsman to me i thought this was this was what i wanted uh but i thought and even in the trailer lost its way by the time it was done
1: yeah, this is this is just more noise. This is a cash in. If you if you can't tell already, I guarantee you. And you can tell just let alone by casting. This guy is, is nothing like the real Winston, and the character of Winston is nothing like what he's like in the show or in the movie. So I, you know, sometimes they do this with these the younger stuff. They they change it all up in the prequels, and you're just like, well, how the fuck does this guy ever get? to where he's this old guy and sometimes it, uh, they they make the that jump sometimes in, in the, when they do these things and it makes no sense you know and I, and I just feel like this is just a reason to make a show that doesn't include any of the cast from the original but we can just do a cheap little spin off prequel thing um because you know they're already fucking making a john wick 5 um so get ready for that Uh, So they're going to beat this horse to death.
0: Well, they've done this um, notably with Hannibal, Bates Motel. I mean, they've done a lot of this kind of stuff over the years with these characters. But I agree with you. I don't see any semblance of the Winston, that Ian McShane character, that we see in the John Wick movies. Because he's the one that's not – he holds the rules. So why is he now breaking the rules and – what's up with these characters that he's bringing in and yeah uh, the, look i like i said i thought the first half of this trailer was very good so hopefully those are the cut two episodes and then it's just one bad episode i give it a
1: shot because who knows you know, it's only three well i don't know how long oh this is like a miniseries like could say in my six hours this could be like um What so i was gonna say i don't know how long this actually is so i may be done i may be one and done I might be halfway through one and done to be honest with you um uh, Cause I'm not fucking around. More. I'm not gonna watch this whole thing if it if it if it does what I think it's gonna do. Then I'm out. If it you know does better, then I'll, yeah, I'll watch the whole thing. But I mean, God, at this point, why? I don't need any more fucking John Wick. That's not John Wick. I just don't need this. Why can't you make an original fucking show that is this idea? But that it has nothing to do with John Wick, and so it's this idea, and you don't have to fucking cram it into the John Wick world. You can just make something that's good. Like, why does everything have to be a fucking derivative of something else?
0: Yeah, it's because it's the identifiable IP, obviously, and I, I would imagine that they're going to release this in conjunction with putting John Wick 4 on Peacock at the same time and, and try to I, push that whole thing.
1: At this point, like, they're yeah, clearly this is like a corporate scheme of of uh, no risk right but at this point it almost feels like doing this gives gets more risky uh, or, or certainly riskier than it's ever been ever you know and it's always been risky because people have expectations for things and so you can just totally destroy a franchise and, and do it over and over and over again until until essentially Confidence is lost in the institution that is creating the fucking product,
0: right? Look at Marvel. Isn't that what we're getting right now?
1: Yes, I know. That's what's happening in general. That's what I'm saying. This is just not a good idea to keep doing this. I agree. You're you're getting it's the make, watered make, make down, diluted
0: version of this, which is clearly what this looks like. It's John Wick on a budget, if anything else. All right, let's move on and talk about The Creator. This is the latest film from Gareth Edwards, the man behind Rogue One. And man, if this doesn't look like a Star Mm -hmm. Wars movie, I don't know what does. (laughs) Uh, This looks like the Star Wars film you didn't know you ever wanted to see. To me, I was very, very taken by this trailer. I'm all in. This looks like vintage Neil Blomkamp, you know, District Nine, or was it District Nine? Yeah, Mm -hmm. Elysium I had brought up earlier, uh, mixed with a little Golden Child and a dash of Escape from New York. I think John David Washington is going to be a kick-ass action hero if he ever gets the right vehicle, and this looks like the one of the ones that's going to set him on the way. Um, Looks like a fun, entertaining B movie type riff, and I'm all in. I really uh, got excited excited about this trailer what are your thoughts
1: okay i want to be a little i'm gonna play the the downer a little bit on this i agree with you I, i'm definitely watching this i think this could be good um but again i'm tired of these tropes this this movie's ultra serious like why is it so fucking you serious fun.
0: that's why i thought escape from new york because um, of the dourness oh
1: lord this is so fucking serious and on top of that you know this is just iRobot. this is just this robot shit where someone has to you know um I don't know Babylon AD like what the fuck how many times can we redo this and it doesn't seem like there's anything different in this to any degree it's just going to be the same fucking thing over again and I I just find it hard to say this is original there's nothing original in this other than it looks like a big budget movie as you say the acting looks pretty good we got some good special effects and stuff so I'm going to watch this it'll probably be pretty good I still I You know, I don't know. I I demand more.
0: (laughs) I'm just looking for escapist entertainment that isn't overblown at this point and something that's not just two hours and 40 minutes Mm. with uh, the destination of four more prequels and sequels to come. Give me a standalone, interesting story. I agree. Story. So that's something that this yeah, has. That, that, I thought that this was like a, at least a story. This feels
1: like a one-off. This feels like a whole story. You get to watch it the whole thing. That's why I'm saying this looks good. And as you said, it looks like the Star Wars you didn't want. It does have that um, Rogue One type look. But again, the Rogue One was supposed to be the Star Wars I didn't know I wanted. And yes, it was not the Star Wars that I, that I wanted. Well, it was wanted. a
0: shit show and it, no... To no credit to Gareth Edwards, who was the credited director, because we know the the history of that movie and and how it it basically stumbled its way into being (laughs) successful.
1: You mentioned Elysium. I mean, Blomkamp or whatever the hell his name is, Neil, um, he's had his own problems. You know, sci fi is not an, an easy thing to do, especially if you fall into the tropes of stuff and you try to just make something that. It easily preys on people's emotions. What this appears to do with the kid, like how at the end of it, like what would you like? I just want robots to be live free and be happy. We don't have any of that in the refrigerator. How about some ice cream? Is this little girl eating ice cream? She has no fucking neck. Like, I'm sorry, but what fucking, like, seriously? Like, that's such a fucking, like, blah, whatever, you know? That's why I just, it's like, what are you doing, guys? God.
0: Well, I mean, obviously, we're talking about a trailer, so things could be out of context and in, in, in order, but uh, good point on that. Uh, but I do want to see this, and uh, I will be watching this. At, at very least, it turns into a fun B-movie a la 65, uh, or something like that, along those lines. No Escape, you know, one of those kind of second-tier
1: sci-fi movies i don't know i mean maybe that would be the hopeful that i would have in this because i don't think it's going to be good much beyond that i mean this is the problem that 65 had was it it went it tried to have a fucking emotional story background and it was just like god this is unnecessary also
0: had a great actor in the lead role uh basically someone who overqualified for that material
1: yeah and and so and this kind of as well something that might be the saving grace of this though too for the creator because that was the same Grace of sixty five so it might be the same thing for this and sixty five really is this fucking movie really when you think I know that's it.
0: what I was thinking of when I was watching it
1: I mean I just yeah so over and over again same fucking movie I let's don't know. just
0: hope it doesn't man I like I'm just a little tired I don't want to see another Babylon A D how about that I hope it doesn't turn into that
1: I you know I'm tempted to rewatch oh. it lately I, I'm ready for it it's so bad it's good it's Come awful on. it's fucking horrendous bro the movie
0: never gets better I
1: remember it's horrendous I remember you rented that movie over and over again and you finally fucking just had to you couldn't even return the red box rental
0: because <laughs> you had it for so long it's horrendous <laughs> that fucking thing I think it's around here somewhere too you must
1: have hate watch the shit <laughs> I do I that. watch <laughs>
0: it every couple of years and go yep still fucking sucks getting my money out of it though All right, let's talk about Equalizer 3, the latest in the unlikely trilogy of the Denzel Washington-Antoine Fuqua action series. This is uh, really Denzel's only franchise and one of his biggest money earners. And a really uh, interesting late-in-his-career Hit for this this series to go. I really liked the first one. The second one I thought dipped a little bit in quality, but was still pretty entertaining. And this third one, I don't yes. know if it's the change of setting or what, but this third one looks fantastic. I might be just action star. I, I thought there's a lot of Tony Scott early All Tony right. Scott touches. I don't mean. Didn't you feel like Creasy might have another masterpiece? In I paint? think. Well, not only is Dakota Fanning <laughs> in that shot, which gives you the Man on Fire reference.
1: Oh, did that not? fucking sell that totally yeah. and the,
0: but, but i don't i'm not talking about uh man on fire tony scott in the visual sense i'm talking about revenge tony scott where we're getting those smoky rooms yeah, with the with the really ex- overexposed right. sun drenched look i thought oh mm-hmm. man this looks like early tony scott i'm all fucking in on this one
1: yeah you're right i mean this is Fu- Fuqua's was back i agree you know i don't know where the fuck he went but now he's fucking back i love some Fuqua shit and, uh, so yeah, I'm ready for it. This looks really fucking good. I think this trailer's kind of dog shit. Like, the first, I don't know, the first quarter of this trailer is confusing and kind of just f- a bunch of fucking noise and nonsense. But once you get past that, and it actually gets into the storyline and what's happening and everything. Yeah, man, it's it's a, a Man apart isk type thing, and he's, a. Uh, He's doing his Denzel thing. Like I, I don't know. I like it. I think it's. I be think good. it's at
0: least going to be a breath of fresh air from what we've currently seen. I like this character. I think he does well with it. It's weird that this franchise is running while there is a television show with Queen Latifah running simultaneously. Not usually, don't see a. Is that still? I think on? it is. Yeah, I think it does well too. It, it's strange that you see a, a big yeah, screen well, franchise but. in a television series though running concurrently. It, you know, you don't know. Cause this is in a name only. As equalizer, He is not doing well, any equalizing other than standing up we'll know for bullying.
1: How, yeah. we'll, know, we'll know how bullshit corporate Hollywood is if they give any sort of a nod to Queen Latifah in this movie. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Which, that might fucking happen, man. There might be a little wink here. And if that happens, I will burn the fucking theater down. <laughs> you think uh, he dies
0: at the end and then she comes on the
1: scene and takes over? <laughs> oh, okay. If that happens, I we'll build the theater back up because that would be fucking amazing. and <laughs> we find out that would be so far over we the find top. out this was all a prequel that runs up to the television show so it's all interconnected <laughs> okay that would be you got me back now that's that's complete dog shit that's so good that i'm like yeah all right you you, you own that i pulled you, you back in. i'm happy about that
0: yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm excited about this one, though, and I'm happy that they're not shuffling the release date on this. This is going to stick to its September release date. It's not blinking uh, in the eye of the strikes and the fact that's not it's not a great release date. It's not, so. but <laughs> at the same time, the calendar is going to be open. I guess they could
1: technically push it. They could push it into next year. I mean, the the an interesting thing is that, like as you said, like there's going to uh, obviously they're pushing things around right now, but they could wind up in a position where they have streaming stuff that they've released theatrically. It could go the opposite direction.
0: Yeah, strangely enough, which would be the opposite of what they want, you know, the the parties that are striking. Okay, let's talk about Dune Part All 2, right. which is another film. I think it's slated for November 3rd, and there's already talk that this is going to be pushed back. I think it officially has been pushed back to next spring. At least that's uh, la- that was oh, wow. what they were discussing, like a March release. Um, I was going to say, that's like fucking March. Yeah, and
1: yeah. I don't know. That's really? what I
0: heard. So, but
1: unless there's... really you got to release this over December. At I some think point. so too. I think this is a. a um, you're wasting your time if you don't put this out over Christmas. Cold sometime. weather movie is what I call this because
0: you know it's going to be a long one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like it's very, very dense. It looks, it looks at least to me like it's going to be a, a, a better story. I mean, this is the, the meat of the story that I like as opposed to this the looks first like one.
1: masturbation. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's like the meat. Yeah, exactly. They're beating the meat. This is the masturbation fucking movie. I, uh, I, I mean th- th- there's... Uh- <laughs> We, I've already seen. I've seen the first fucking movie. What, what more is
0: this going to do? Well, he rides the worm and he turns the eyes blue and he becomes the fucking prophecy. <laughs> Sounds like he's masturbating. Yeah, to me. I, mean, I, I agree. It's it's all yeah, riding the worm. <laughs> uh, all of it though is is part of the novel, and that they are taking the time. My problem with this is that I don't
1: find the, one movie. They did this before in one movie. Why the fuck is this two movies? Know. And there's long they movies. It,
0: it, and they could have wrapped it up neatly in the first one. I thought that the, I didn't think the first one was all that great.
1: I'm surprised they didn't go for three. Personally, I'm. This is they're actually, you know, being good by just doing two. Oh well, movies. you know, there's
0: how many books there are. There's Son of Dune and all that shit too. So. There are, but I can't imagine. That,
1: well, actually, that's what they'll do. <laughs> these haven't done that bad, and they're so. doing a
0: prequel series on HBO, I believe, with the the nun sisterhood or whatever that religious uh, sect is that they have in oh, there. So, Lord. well, that doesn't surprise you, right? They're doing the Penguin as well, so it's. That's what HBO is doing. Yeah, they the they Penguins really? coming out soon. Oh,
1: you're right. They're the, doing the Peacemaker. Uh, they're doing yeah. all that shit. So I don't know, guy. Look, I don't know, man. I'm getting, a little, they, I'm getting a little chock full of shit. The here, Peacemaker you know? <laughs> was better than the Suicide Squad, in my opinion. That show. Oh, the Peacemaker is great. So I, I'm, I'm ready for more of that. But at the same time, I don't know more, 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 more. Like I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, it gets a little. I it gets a little know. overwhelming with all this shit. How much Dune can you watch? Like, it's really not that interesting. It, visually, it's not even that um, interesting. And I, I know that... like Jesus, have you read the uh, books? I, I did the audiobook. I couldn't even get... I had it, to be honest. I had it in the audiobook, and it was a slug to get through that. It was a slug.
1: Yeah, there's... What's the fucking... There's like... I mean, the Lord of the Rings are bad enough as books, as far as I'm concerned. Like, they're, they're, they get rough, especially in Dune the Two hours twice and stuff. as dense. But... No, bro. There's that... Was that... It's not the Sicilian, but I... <laughs> I remember what the fucking. Um, there's another book that that Tolkien wrote that's about like the elves. You
0: talking? You're not talking about? It's not this. Is, you're not talking about uh, the Hobbit. Obviously. What is that
1: book called? No, 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 no. I don't know. I have it here. Some actually, it's not in this room. Um, it is. It's like reads like a history. It's so. It's like fucking dude. It's so fucking. sandpaper. I'm good. I
0: don't want to. Yeah. It's
1: just. Oh my god. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Like there's some of the shit where it's just like, okay, you have built a world that is too fucking thought out. Like, I just am not, th- it's like Star Wars Episode 2 I'm not that interested. Do you know interested. what
0: I was thinking about the other day is that, you know, the appeal of the original Star Wars and certain stuff, and even Aliens to some extent, is that they would hint at larger worlds a lot of the time. It would be a throwaway line of dialogue. And that shit, That's you would you fill in with it with your imagination what that could have been. Yes. But now that everything's put to you, fuck, we didn't see Jabba for two movies. We heard about him, but we didn't see him. You know, it's like there's certain stuff. You know, you saw Boba Fett for a, a flash in this movie and we all loved him and things like that. You know, it just, they, every, even in the first John wick, a lot yep. of that shit was successful because they were alluding to things. They were alluding to a bigger world.
1: It was only an hour and a half but long. Also, you have to know what's important. You got to get rid of the fucking exactly. fat, you Which know,
0: this movie Dune Two, getting back to that looks like it's not going to be, a, I look for the running time on this. They haven't released what the actual running time is going to be. I, I'm guessing this is a three hour situation here. Yeah, Um, but hey, it's it's got all the trappings of the big budget spectacle, and I'm sure if you love sci-fi, this is right up your alley. It it looks dense to me.
1: Uh, The special effects are great. I mean, the first the special effects in the first Doom were the star of that fucking movie, as far as I. So was the music.
0: I I thought the score was really good, but I thought
1: that visually,
0: the desert setting got really uninteresting, and I just don't find Timothy Chalamet or Zendaya Mm. that captivating as lead actors. I, I really don't. No kidding, and they are both tiny people. Not only that, the second somebody comes on screen like a Josh Brolin, it just you feel like, oh, that's the adult in the room, that's the actor.
1: Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. They're tiny people. Like they're not. It's not just. I mean, they're they're like stick people, but they're also tiny. They're they look they're built like Kyle
0: McLaughlin,
1: and they're not children.
0: 1984 film wasn't.
1: Was a bigger he regular was, person. He wasn't,
0: the, you know, the most masculine <laughs> man in the world, but he felt like at least but he could part's be a hero. Not f-
1: supposed to be, but you're right. But he could have. He he was able to fulfill those shoes later on in that movie. He was able to build into that. This is more of this bullshit where someone with zero muscle mass is somehow able to flip people around with no. And problem. I believe
0: Jason Momoa's character uh, even made an allusion or a, a comment to that in the first film. You know, oh, I've been gone. And you still haven't put on any muscle. Um because this this little waif of a character is supposed to be our our fearless leader, but this is this is the casting we gotta go with. this is what they've given us. okay, let's move on to talk about the last <laughs> film on tonight's podcast, and that is Slother House. I'm gonna let you do the lead in on this because you this is your baby. You told me to watch this, and then I'll give my opinion on it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I came across this on Twitter. it's a, it, this is an absolutely ridiculous horror movie. Um, it's only rated PG 13, so it's not super gory, but it seems, I don't know, pretty gory for PG 13. Um, but it's essentially about a sloth that goes on a rampage through a house <laughs> and kills a bunch of people. Um, I don't want to give too much away cause I think you should watch the trailer. It's only a minute long. It doesn't take up much of your time. Um, But it looks like a lot of fun. There was a movie that came out about 10 years ago called Zombievers, which I also recommend, which is about zombie beavers. And it was a lot of fun. And this movie looks like something within that vein. If anyone knows what I'm talking about. Um, so I, I think this is gonna be fun
0: uh, it also reminds me of cooties remember that movie that came out a couple years back yep there's
1: another one yeah there's there's, there's lots uh, of you movies.
0: know I, I do uh acting and whatnot and this looks like the level of production that I would be able to get on at this point so I was actually kind of into <laughs> what was happening in this movie and I thought it looked fun uh it, it looks it's, it's fucking stupid let's be honest here a sloth that moves at a snail's pace right. is
1: it's super slow and it is killing everybody but that's Again, a trope of horror movies like Friday the 13th, right? Can
0: it be any worse than Snakes on a Plane? I don't think so. I think it might even be more interesting Mm -hmm. than Snakes on a Plane. Uh, We're in this era (laughs) when we have these attacking animal movies that are always big and something like this that looks like it has a sense of humor. And uh, I don't know, just a little sense of mischief to it is kind of what I got from this, especially when the guy said, oh, it's a slaughterhouse, you know, and they all groaned. I thought, at least we know what we're (laughs) doing here. Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought I can't recommend the trailer necessarily, but I think that I would give this a watch if you told me it wasn't a complete waste of fucking time. How, is that a recommendation? I don't know what that is.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's the level of this movie. So. This could be terrible. you know. It could be horribly boring. Horror movies are like that. It could also be a lot
0: of fun. I'm glad I watched the trailer at least because I would have never known what a slather house was and – uh it's good to know what the kids are up to these days, what they're, what they're watching, and what they're doing. <laughs> it could be worse. It could be Terrifier too, right? I mean, that's a fucking brutal one. You, this is. This looks.
1: You went to you went to TMNT. You saw what the kids are watching.
0: Yeah, the trailers too for what's coming out. My goodness, the Paw Patrol movie. I mean, when I saw a trailer for the Paw Patrol movie, I thought, oh, I'm in deep shit.
1: Oh my god, that was on. The, wait, is, is there's going to be a theatrical Paw Patrol yeah, movie? Yeah, it's
0: coming out. I think soon. Wow. And something called Freddy Got Fingered oh, Not Freddy Got Fingered, my goodness uh, Well that's yeah, already <laughs> That's a different kids movie
1: uh, <laughs> Wow, is that, is that a Five sequel? Nights at
0: Freddy, <laughs> something to do with that Tom
1: man. oh yeah Five Nights at Freddy. Have you seen the trailer for that, we should watch that next time It looks fucking uh, no, we, we
0: caught the end of it as we were walking in uh, And then I got to see the Blue Beetle um, trailer for the 90th time Which nobody gave a shit about yeah. In the theater
1: You saw, um, remember the Nicolas Cage one where he works in the Yeah, Willy's Wonderland um, Kids thing, Willy's Wonderland. That's what that's based or comes from. That Five Nights at Freddy's is really that video game stuff. They made that one. They made another one, Banana Splits or whatever. Both of those better look way better than that fucking trailer for Five Nights at Freddy's. I they they did Five Nights Dirty. Huh.
0: I'll definitely check it out and talk about that on the next episode because I don't have any frame of reference of what the source material is. So I'm I'm kind of curious because it was.
1: Yeah, I want to do that. It was being explained
0: to me, and I thought, yeah, it sounds like the Nicolas Cage movie. So that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's going to wrap up tonight's show. We want to thank you guys for joining us. As always, check out our past episodes on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you may be getting this podcast. Uh, Like, rate, review the show. It's always appreciated. Speaking for Trevor Anderson, I am Jason Rugard, and we are the Movie Mavericks. Oh my, another magnificent episode has come to an end. If you're craving more, set your destination to MovieMavericks.com, Warp 9.
1: Engage!